Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Happy Monday. We have got a great show in store. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to share about one of our amazing partners, CAP. Y'all know how much I love CAP. It's summer break, and we are excited to partner with Christian Appalachian Project to help ensure that children in Appalachia have the food they need. Y'all, I can't imagine. Okay, listen to this. One in five kids in Appalachia experiences food insecurity, which means thousands of children in Appalachia go without nutritious meals regularly. Living in constant hunger hurts their ability to grow. It diminishes their capacity to learn and it leaves them afraid and ashamed. This suffering has lifelong effects on far too many boys and girls, but we have the chance to help. During the school year, CAP's Grateful Bread Food Pantry provides weekend food backpacks to children who have been identified as food insecure. Do y'all remember when our team got to visit CAP back in December? We had the privilege of visiting the Grateful Bread Food Pantry. I love that place. We got to pack some of the backpacks. It was so special to get to support the incredible care that CAP pours into the communities they serve. We have the opportunity to be part of that work in the coming school year. Join our team in providing 100 children in Appalachia with food backpacks for this next school year. Your donation can build hope, transform lives, and share the love of Jesus with children in Appalachia each week through the school year. So you can make a difference in the life of a child who may not know where their next meal will come from. If you visit christianapp.org slash Annie F Downs TSF, you get in on this awesome opportunity today. And here's my promise to you guys. If you jump in with us with CAP at christianapp.org slash Annie F Downs TSF, I will match you dollar for dollar through the end of July. So every dollar that you donate to helping kids be fed with these backpacks, I will match till the end of July. So that would be awesome. So let's do it together. Yeah. Again, that's christianapp.org slash Annie F Downs TSF. 
And since that link is a bit of a mouthful, remember that the links to all of our sponsors and the transcripts for each show as soon as they're available are included in the show notes. We'll also email them to you on Friday if you're signed up for the AFD Week in Review, our weekly email newsletter. So that link is in the show notes as well to sign up for that. Today on the show, I get to talk with my new friend, Alexa Pinavega. Her friends call her Lex, so that's what we get to call her. You may know Lex from her role in Spy Kids. You guys, yes, she's she's the one in the Spy Kids movies. Or from the season when she and her husband, Carlos, were the first married couple to compete against each other on Dancing with the Stars or in a bunch of my favorite Hallmark movies. In addition to getting to hear how this Hollywood couple got connected by the Lord, won't he do it? We were so excited to get to know her and talk with her about their upcoming book out tomorrow called What If Love Is the the point. It's Carlos and Lex's shared story about the true love and true joy they've come to experience in Christ and the way he has changed their lives. I read the book and I think their story is fascinating. I cannot wait for y'all to get to know her as well. And for my mini BFFs, I want to give a heads up parents that Lex and I do talk about sex and marriage. And also for all of you, we talk a little bit about disordered eating. So if that's a topic that is really tender to you, I just want you to know ahead of time so you can treat your well and do whatever you need to do for yourself and the mini BFF ears that may be listening along. So here is my conversation with Alexa Pinavega. Lex, welcome to That Sounds Fun. I'm so glad Thank you're you. here. Thanks Thank for doing this. Okay, we share the Beth Keys. How much do you love them? I can't believe, well, they're the reason why we moved to Hawaii. Yeah, tell that story. So we were visiting Hawaii over Christmas. This is pre-kids. And I happened to catch Jeff's um, like poetry yeah. beat thing that he did about Jesus. And uh, I I wrote him on Twitter and I'm like, hey, that was incredible. And I shared it with, with all of our followers and so did Carlos. And he happened to message us and he was like, hey, if you guys are ever on Maui, let us know because that's where we live. We were like, actually, we're here now. But the only time they had to hang out was Christmas Day. And it happened to be when we were there. So I'm not kidding, you guys. We actually spent Christmas Day with the Bethkeys. It was the first time we ever met. And we always laugh because it was the craziest, funniest Christmas I think any of us had ever experienced. Like we played the game where you like guess the celebrity. And it was just so wacky and funny. And they they were just cracking us up. And um. I think Alyssa was pregnant or they had just had Kinsley. I, yeah. I can't quite remember. Um, but they were like, hey, guys, you you should totally live out here because Carlos was like, it'd be my dream. But, yeah. you know, when we're older and they're like, why are you waiting? Yeah. Um, so we took that home with us and just kind of let that idea sit. And then it wasn't until I got pregnant with my son. And I think it was like a year and a half later. I got pregnant with Ocean. Then I really started considering it more. And then when he was four months old, I was like, I'm not raising a kid out here. Let's go. Let's just do Hawaii. I mean, so then you pack up everything and y'all move to Hawaii, but both you and Carlos are like, in movies and TV and, and filming. Yeah. And so how I do you mean, do our that? agents were not happy about that at all. <laughs> but you know, you know, I had this, this interesting revelation the other day that like brought me to tears in the car. So I always thought like we happened to be hitting and we talk about this in the book, but at the time when we decided to move to Hawaii, Carlos was really frustrated with how work was going. Yeah. I was super thankful. Like as far as my work stuff, I was working a lot. I was kind of doing a lot and he just kept 
like falling short. So like he would be up for a job and it would go to someone else. And this just happened every single time to the point where he's like, I want to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And and I was so frustrated because I've been doing this since I was four. So set feels like home to me. I love, I love my job. But, um, so I had this like little bit of resentment, but also knew that God was calling us away for this next season. Um, So I like begrudgingly was like, we should move to Hawaii. Like, I don't want to raise kids here anyway. Um, Here being LA. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Being LA. But I also was kind of, I was like frustrated because I'm like, I know we have to move to Hawaii for Carlos. Like, I know we have to do this to get away. I know that like his heart needs this with everything that's happening and we just need a reset. So, okay, God, like I'll do it for him. And so I was praying about it because I do believe that every, the whole season we just went through in Hawaii, which we still live there, but we're traveling a lot right now. It was all for the season that we're in right now. It was like literally prepping us for this moment. Uh -uh. So I'm praying in the car and I'm like, God, just thank you so much for prepping us for this moment. Thank you so much, God, for like having us move like for Los. And God literally was like, we didn't move for Carlos's heart. We moved for your heart. And I was like, wow. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? Like, it hit me that, like, obviously, yes, we both got something from it, but like, my heart was so caught up in work, in the industry, and like wanting to further my career that God was like, I need you to hit pause. I need you to focus on family. I need you to dig in with me. I need to stretch you. I need to stretch your marriage. Like, everything that, it all kind of came to that like moment where I'm driving in the car, like all these years, I thought we moved to Hawaii for my husband's heart. Yeah. And God was like, actually, uh, it was for your heart. Right. <laughs> I mean, in your book, What If Love is the Point, one of the things that I loved that I, I want you to talk about this following that story, Lex, because y'all talk about in your marriage ceremony, how the pastor talked about the rings and sacrificing for each other. So when you think you're sacrificing what you want for your husband and God actually has it for you. Yeah. I mean, I'm not married yet. So tell me, does that happen a lot? Yeah. You know, I think there's this like, look, we all fall into some sort of arrogance. We can think we're like humble and like, oh, I'm doing this for my husband and I'm sacrificing so much. And to an extent we are like, that was the last thing I wanted to do, but I knew it was important to our family. But more than anything, I knew God was calling us in that place and and, in that space in that time. But it still can be frustrating like when it's not what you want to do. And I think often that does happen in marriage because I think we do get this, you know, when you've been married, especially for a long time, we're almost at 10 years, you get this kind of like, I know better attitude, even though you know you don't, it's easy to fall into like, oh oh my gosh, it's Carlos and his quirks, like it's Carlos being Carlos, or (laughs) he's the same for like me, like, okay, is this just Lex being typical Lex, whatever, but God will always just humble us quickly (laughs) and just be like, no, actually, this is a learning moment for you. So I do feel like it happens often and it does check us so that we don't fall into those like typical husband and wife portrayals that you see on TV where it's yeah. like, ugh, my husband, because I don't feel that way actually about my husband. I yeah. love my husband. And and at the end of the day, like if it takes me moving to Hawaii for him, I will. Yes. I just didn't realize it was for me, but I, I would do that for him. <laughs> yes, that's right. I mean, he called you in the book. I love that y'all go back and forth in chapters. Oh, like, thank you. When you told the same story about when y'all first met, but you told it from <laughs> your two points of view. I love it. In the book, he calls you y'all's family's spiritual compass. 
Yeah. And so tell me about <laughs> that was really sweet. I know I thought that was really sweet too. And anytime someone says that about someone else, I want to know about what's your personal life that's what's the okay. secret side of your time with God, of your time in the word, of your prayer <sighs> time that makes you able to hear God like that. Like we love talking about how do people hear God. Okay, so this is what I love about God and his people. It's like we all hear him so differently. We all experience him so differently. And that's what makes our faith so exciting. I think it would be so boring if we all heard him the same way or had worship the same way, you know. But for for me, my biggest thing is it didn't matter what season I was in. He just always pulled me into him. Even when I didn't understand who God was, like when I was a baby Christian where I didn't know who Holy Spirit was or anything. I just remember being like 16 and God just pulling at my heart. Just like, I want you. I just really want you. And he gave me this peace that like surpassed any understanding because as a kid who didn't read the Bible that much and who didn't really understand like who God was, I just knew that he took care of me. So I've been able to carry that with me forever. So it doesn't matter. Uh, You know, I heard a pastor say the other day, I was listening to a sermon and he's like, if somebody told me that God wasn't real, it would be equivalent to telling me that one of my children is not real. And and, and he's like, because I see my kids every day. I know my kids. I talk to my kids. I get to feel love for my kids. And he goes, that's literally what I get to experience with God daily. So you telling me, like, well, God isn't real, is literally like telling me my child is not real. And yes. I've I've always had that kind of feeling yeah. about God. Yeah. So for me, I, I guess, I'm not sure what he means by spiritual compass, but is that I do try to bring everything back to God. Like it doesn't matter our circumstance. It doesn't yes. matter the season we're in. We're in a season where it is insane. And I was laughing the other day telling Andrew, I'm like, Drew, sometimes the only time I genuinely get alone with God, and it's not always all the time because the kids are even in the bathroom yeah, with me. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, it's sometimes in the bathroom. And he's like, ew, don't tell me that. I'm like, Andrew, do you really think God cares that I'm sitting on a toilet? He's like, I just don't want to hear it. <laughs> I mean, Andrew is the original Hinge app. Like yes, he it is, is Andrew. <laughs> I loved reading that in the book that he he connected y'all and is still. I mean, you're at his house right now, staying there. Yes, he's Andrew such an important part is, of y'all's life. He is. He is. We always laugh like we're the trio. He just. Um, you just need somebody that like will humble you before God humbles you. And that's Andrew. Wow. <laughs> Get you a friend that will kick you in the butt. Yeah. I mean, truly. And Andrew has always just mentored us, but also like kept us in check, pushed us, really asked us the important questions, not just like kicked us in the butt, but really asked us questions that got us to think about like what God was doing in our lives. And we always say like, there are two people who are like the most selfless people we've ever met. And that's Andrew Mortaza and John Frendel, who Mm -hmm. Carlos also talks about in the book. Um, And they just like, if you tell them, man, your watch is so cool. I really love your watch. They take it off. They're both the same guy who's like, hey, I want you to have it. And you're like, no, that's not what I was implying. I just thought it was a cool watch. Right. But they really taught us selfless giving and just you can't outgive God and he provides anything and everything. Yeah. And all we can do is honor him in that same way. And so, I mean, really, Carlos, in the book, y'all talk about Carlos came to Christ through knowing Andrew and through coming to this Bible study at his house. Will you talk about how y'all met? I just think it's the best. (laughs) And also, you are so stone cold, by the way. I'm so impressed with your confidence the whole way through. You're like, not interested. Don't kiss me. Don't come close. Okay. But listen, okay. Leading up to this, I had just gone through a divorce. Okay. And I was not... 
I was not where I wanted to be at all. Like I always thought of myself like I am going to get married. This is it. Marriage is like once you get married, that's it. But then in that marriage, it was not a Christian marriage. And I fell away from God, not gone from God, because I still talk to God every day, but I definitely wasn't diving in and learning what it meant to actually be a follower of Christ. Like I had a relationship with God, but didn't understand the flip side of like, hey, your life has to change. Like you have to die to yourself and like really put yourself on the altar for God. So I didn't, I didn't get that side of it yet. So that marriage quickly fell apart because without God, like we just didn't have, we weren't fighting for the same things, but we remained friends. Like we have a very cordial relationship. And I would say, I didn't go through like my, it wasn't like crazy wild, but I went through my like, let's experiment phase and was not very proud of that. And Andrew just kept calling me, just kept saying, Hey, please come to Bible study. Please go to Bible study. And I was working and doing all these different projects. And finally I'm like, okay, you know what? You've, you've asked me enough times, like I'll finally show up. And it happened to be that, that one Thursday night where Carlos decided to show up to Bible study because he happened to be hitting rock bottom in his life. So you have these two broken people showing up to Bible study at the same time. The difference was Carlos was like, I need to find somebody to keep me in check. And I was like, I don't want anybody. I just want to focus on God. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So we had like two very different agendas when it came to like this Bible study. But what was funny was he was so persistent and Andrew also had been trying to set us up for a minute. We just had always missed each other with timing. So Andrew was like, you guys should hang out. You guys can hold each other accountable. You can make sure like you guys are going to Bible study and and going to church. So that did, that became our thing. Like I would pick him up for church or he would pick me up and same thing with Bible study. And we just kept hanging out and I loved spending time with him. Like secretly, I was like, this guy's great, but I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to do this wrong. I don't want to just jump into something. Like there were so many signs and, and he was the complete opposite of anybody I'd ever been with. Like my, my checklist for guys was the opposite of Carlos. And I think that is something really funny when you think about it, because we all have this checklist of what we think we want. And God's like, I'm about to turn your whole world upside down and give you the exact opposite, opposite of like what you thought you wanted and and ended up being Carlos. Yeah. I I had a friend who doesn't, he doesn't know Jesus yet. And he was married to a Christian and they got divorced. And he said to me, Annie, you're going to marry a Christian, right? And I was like, well, I mean, that is my plan. Yeah. That's like what I'm considering. And he said, I would encourage you to marry someone who believes what you believe because then your life is on the same map. Yes. Well, it doesn't matter what chaos is going on in your life at the time. You're both fighting for the same thing. So you guys yeah. can be all over the place. You guys can like, like whether it's frustrations in your marriage or things that come up, like how do we handle this? Even if you both look at things differently, you yeah. still have the same end goal. It still gets you to the kingdom, right? Yeah. So there are times like Carlos, if you really get to know Carlos, he could not be more different than, than me. We have a lot of, we do have similarities, but how we view things, how we look at things, like how um, how we handle things, it's so, so different. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly why God put us together. Yeah. We are the total opposites that needed to balance each other out. Yeah. So I got ordained to do some weddings. And, no. and I, it's been the sweetest thing to walk with some of these couples through, through their engagement process. One of the things I'd love for you to talk about is I mm. have really struggled with having a gospel vision for mm. why a couple who is 
already having sex should stop until their marriage. But you write yes. about that. I, I can, I can we do, I can give a gospel vision of why, why a couple who isn't having sex should wait right. until their marriage. But, but what's the gospel vision for any of our friends listening who are like, yeah, my partner and I have been having sex, but, but why should we stop until our wedding? And should they? Well, okay. So the answer is yes, they should. And we went through this. So I'm just going to give you what happened with us. So I I was feeling super, super convicted. I happened to be diving in with God a whole lot more realizing like, oh my gosh, like, and you already know that you shouldn't be doing it, but Mm. you do it anyway. Right. Mm. And I, I was just getting so convicted and I'm like, babe, I don't think we can do this anymore. And Carlos did not feel the same way. He did not take it well. He was mad. I actually thought it would be an easier conversation than it was. But like he was actually mad. And I think he even said, and he says in the book, like you can't give a kid candy and take it away. (laughs) he, He literally was just so frustrated. But here's what I, here's what I boiled it down to. Marriage is holy. And I want all the amazing holiness. I want the like, the holy gift that comes with marriage to really arrive when we get married. And the problem was we were, I think we were really tainting the holiness of marriage, but also tainting the gift that we get to receive in marriage. And, and I know it's going to sound totally corny, but it's so, so true. There is a huge difference between premarital sex. I wanted this, like, to ask you this, but I didn't know how to ask you marriage. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. And you know, there's a wow. fantastic woman. I don't know if you know Francie Winslow. No, but I look she has, up? yes, okay. she has this incredible podcast. It's called heaven in your home. And she's the only Christian woman that I've really been able to listen to that talks about sex in sex and marriage and how like, you know, you always hear like, you have to honor your husband. So like, if he wants to do it, you got to do it and like kind of thing. And it's like, no, that is not true. That's like, like you're supposed to honor your marriage and bring God Mm. into the bedroom. Like this is the holy spot that God created for you to, but like, you don't think about that. You really want to separate God and sex. Like, like you're like naturally the world has taught us like those two things don't go together. When that's not like God made that for us. That is like a beautiful, holy gift that creates oneness and unity. And anyway, like she goes, she dives deep and she makes us like really cherish our bodies. But all of it is from like the most beautiful Christian way. And she has like the sweetest little voice that you're like, oh, this is not weird at all. This is actually beautiful. Everything she's talking about. But, um, but yeah, so for us, we were like, we ended and Carlos, God ended up convicting Carlos's heart about like a month after mine. And he was like, babe, we can't do this anymore. And it was just such a beautiful moment because I had just been praying and praying and praying like, God, I don't want this division right before we get married, but I really want you to align our hearts. But I don't know how else to tell Carlos. Like, I don't know what else to say or do. So like, please convict his heart. And, and God did. And it just made it so much more exciting when we finally could have each other because we both knew how fun it was. We knew like how compatible we were, but I don't think you need to know that beforehand. I think God really does honor. If you set aside that holy space for God to enter into your marriage and enter, enter into the bedroom side of your marriage, he really shows up in the best way. And like, I know it's such a taboo thing to talk about in the Christian world, but like 
we get to enjoy like the most incredible oneness with each other. And it's because it took us that like re it, that time to rework what we thought about sex, if that makes sense. Yeah. And the other thing I've talked with the, some of these couple friends of mine about is the opportunity to practice self-control with each other. Cause yes. if you see it with oh each other, gosh. what a gift yep. to know that when y'all are married, that you already know that the person who wants you the most 100%. can hold back. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's so, I, I mean, there's so many things I could say about just waiting for marriage, like truly. But the one thing I will say is like, if there's anybody who is about to get married, who, you know, has been abstaining, I really do highly suggest Francie's podcast, Heaven in Your Home, really because it preps the person who's maybe terrified of sex too, or doesn't know, like has been in the place of like, sex is bad, sex is bad, but now you're supposed to suddenly think it's good. When yeah, you enter zero a marriage, to hero how in confusing. like one night, like, right? Oh my gosh, just how terrifying and and hard and and, and um, uh, they really break it down so well on there that it is even in like ten year, almost ten years into marriage, transformed even what our yes. bedroom looked like, and it's yes. just become like way more alive since this yeah. podcast. So, oh, I love. Okay, I'm gonna look her up today. I'm excited for you, and, and I really do. Yeah, you really like life changing for us. Yeah, good. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Third Love. Of all the things I'm known for, having a ton of patience and taking things slow isn't like at the top of the list, which is why finally having my go-to bra that's comfortable enough to wear all day, even in the summer heat, is such a relief. And since comfort's not the only consideration when you're bra shopping, I'm just so thankful we've got Third Love. The right bra can take your summer fits, that's what the kids are calling them these days, right, to the next level. Upgrade your summer top drawer with a third love bra for every occasion like their best-selling 24-7 t-shirt bra form wireless unlined and strapless styles these new limited edition styles and colors work with any outfit so you can always look and feel your best now i mentioned the 24-7 classic t-shirt bra it is my favorite it's third love's number one best-selling bra probably because of me and let me tell you why it forms to your body to help you feel confident and supported the straps don't slip there's no pinching or digging and they literally invented half cup and half sizes A through H, so you can rest easy knowing you will always get the right fit. Because of that, Third Love has their perfect fit promise. Love your fit guaranteed. If not, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Third Love's team of expert fit stylists is available to answer all your questions, y'all. Take it from me. Their customer service is top notch. Feeling is believing. Get the 24-7 comfort and support you deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash sounds fun. And I have one more amazing partner to tell you about, ZocDoc. Finding and booking a doctor who's right for you doesn't need to be a terrible experience. It just doesn't. Will they take your insurance and understand your needs or be available when you can see them? With ZocDoc, the answer can be a refreshingly pain-free yes. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into the doctor's office, you're set up to see someone in your network who gets you. So go to ZocDoc.com, choose a time slot and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. Find a doctor who is right for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, including your girl AFD. My go-to whenever I need to find and book a doctor is ZocDoc. 
In the chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor in a way that is surprisingly pain-free. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Get your docs in a row. I know. So go to ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun and download the ZocDoc app for free. And then you start your search for a top-rated doctor right away. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash that sounds fun. ZocDoc.com slash that sounds fun. And now back to our conversation with Lex. Okay, so you you mentioned cherishing your bodies as part of uh, yes. your sexual relationship and marriage. Well, also you have such a story with disordered eating. I, I'm hearing a yeah. theme, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just <laughs> hearing this theme of like God, the best things from God come when you love how he made you. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay, well look, God made he he knitted us in in the, yes. our mother's wombs, right? Yes. So like he knew us before we were born. He 100% like created us to be special with all of our unique qualities. And you can see that with just like if you look at Carlos's passions, you look at my passions, they're totally different. We're two different people. Um, but a lot of times, especially nowadays with social media, um, I didn't really have that growing up, but I, I had other outside influences. It's so easy to not honor what God created you to be or even how God created you. It's so easy to just be like, I don't look like them or I don't live up to that standard. How do I look yes. like that? And and it, it really comes down to the second we get our eyes off of God, and onto something else, our vision becomes so blurry and skewed that we miss yeah. it. Like we yeah. miss literally exactly what God is trying to do in our lives. And that's what happened to me when I was younger. Um, you know, work at the time, I don't know if you remember this, but like, do you remember when Lindsay Lohan and Nicole Richie and all these thin, thin girls were all oh, on yeah, the cover? Yes. Like just like so anorexic, but in a way praised for it. Even though they were saying like, can you believe how skinny they are? Everybody was like talking about it and kind yeah. of lifting it up in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of like, you guys, this is dangerous for people. Um, it just got a lot of attention and excitement and that really stuck with me. It also happened to be a time where I was working on this one project and these producers were like, Hey, listen, you're, you're getting like way too big. It wasn't said kindly. It was not, it was not said that way. Oh my gosh. When I read Um, about that, that's (laughs) unbelievable how they handled it. you know what? It was handled poorly on so many on so many levels. But at the same time, here's the truth. They were not wrong. And when you have a movie and you're watching a movie, okay, you have continuity. It all takes place over, what, three days, a sure. week, depending on what movie you're talking about. So if I look 10 pounds heavier from scene to scene, that is going to cause an issue. So like... I get it. I'm not going to sit here and slam them and be like, sure. they caused my eating disorder. At the, at, the end of, at the end of the day, like... I fell into the traps that I fell into, but I'm looking at myself back then as a 15 year old kid going, what did a 15 year old kid need? Like, how should this have been handled? And it should have been handled so differently. And from that moment on, it really like messed with my mind. And, And it just goes to show you too, like how movies really do stick with us because Years earlier, I must have been like 11 or 12, I watched this movie where Callista Flockhart um, had an eating disorder. I'm pretty sure that's like what it was. And I had never heard about throwing up. Like I didn't even know that was a thing that people did. And I watched this movie and was like, whoa, that's weird. And didn't think anything of it until this moment where they're telling me that I'm too fat. 
that I have to lose weight, but I didn't want to stop eating. I had a really unhealthy relationship with food. And then I just fell into that trap. And it was like, because I saw this movie, even though in the movie, they're not like honoring the movie, but like I watched it at such a young age and then didn't have anybody to really guide me through that. It just, it ended up being the thing that like got me, but God was so faithful and still had his hand in my life, even through all of that, that he ended up pulling me out of it when I couldn't get myself out. Yeah. Now, will you talk a little bit about on the freedom side? I think for any of our friends who deal with disordered eating, me too, it's been in my history too. Will you talk a little bit about the freedom side of how different you feel about food and your body and and even raising a daughter? I mean, you're raising two sons too, but now you're raising a daughter into a world of social media and food and body. Oh my gosh, the world that we're in. Well, okay. So, so a couple things, a couple things. One, the freedom feels like I don't have a weight in my life anymore. There was always this secret that I was afraid of. There was always this like dragging all of my junk with me everywhere. So it was just a heaviness that was over my life. And I literally had been praying for years and God literally was like, I'm going to take this from you because I see that you're trying, but that you keep falling short. So I'm just going to remove it from your life. And it was literally... It was a miracle. Like I experienced a miracle and I know not everybody's story is the same, um, but I was so fortunate to experience that, um, that the feeling just went away. Like the urge just went away. And what was scary to me was the first time I got pregnant, I knew that I would probably have morning sickness. I knew that all those kind of things would come up. Oh my gosh. And I was worried that that would be very triggering. I'm like, is this going to be the trigger? Is this going to be what sets me over? And thank God, like he had his hand like on me to where there were no triggers. Like, yes, I had morning sickness. Yes, I was throwing up, but it was a very different, it was not benching and purging, you know? Like I was not, I was never triggered to go back into disordered eating. And that I was super thankful for because I just was like, God, I don't know. Like, I don't wanna, like I know how the enemy works and he's gonna probably try to use this as like a tactic of like, well, you're already, you already have morning sickness. So, you know, and um, I was very covered there, but I look at like social media and everything nowadays and the biggest thing that I was missing in my life that I realized regardless of like the social media skewing how people look at their bodies or what's going to happen with my kids, right, is that I was not taught about food. And actually, if you really think about it, how we're not educated on food Mm -hmm. really Mm -hmm. other than you just need it to survive and that's it and be healthy. Well, what does that mean? So we really deep dived into food a a couple years ago, our closest friends in Hawaii, they lost their son at just 10 years old to cancer. And that was when we really started taking food seriously. We're like, what are, why are little kids dying from cancer? What are we doing? And we started to like research and a lot of it came back to food and what we put on and in our bodies. And we just did a complete 180, like how all of our eating habits changed completely. Everything that we use, like lotion wise and like, like cleaning our clothes, that all just, it completely changed. And we just realized we are not taught this at all. And I think I really do believe this. I promise this has a point. I really do believe that all of it goes back to had I known this stuff, had I like really known how food worked in our body, like the importance of eating well, honoring God with our temple, like filling our temple with holy things. Not to say that like we can't indulge every now and then and like have a little ice cream or like have a bite of pie or whatever. But like it shouldn't be this 
this gluttony that we live in. And I really do believe that we live in it every single day. Like when we go to these fast food restaurants, like is that actually fueling our body? And, and like, we've always lived in this, like, oh, that's totally okay. It's fine. But like, if you really start asking God, like, is this fine? I think you're going to start getting an answer that you're like, oh, wait, maybe this stuff isn't good for me. Yeah. I had my acupuncturist talk this week to me about how animals don't overeat because they, they stop when they're satisfied. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not more like an animal? (laughs) Well, have you noticed little kids, little kids are the best example. I feel like for the most part, like my kids, they'll eat. I'm, I'm by all means. And this is also a, a very different thing that like we grew up with. I grew up with, you need to finish everything on your plate. Yeah, I raised my kids where you eat when you're done. Like if you're done eating, that's it, but you're not going to get more until dinner time. But like, this is your lunch. So you need to eat whatever will fill you up. Like, and they'll eat what they want and then they're done. Not this like overeating thing that we feel like we have to do with our kids. They'll tell you when they're hungry. They know, but it's funny because sometimes They'll go all day where I'm like, you need to eat something. And they're like, no, I'm not hungry. And if you notice, dogs do the same thing. A lot of times my dog will like eat like six days out of the week. But then the seventh day, just kind of like, no, I'm not really hungry. My body needs rest. It doesn't need anything else. And, and I just, I'm like, oh my gosh, dogs naturally fast. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They are fasting animals. Like, like how often do we just think about food? Like, oh, I wonder, you know, we just ate lunch, but what are we going to have for dinner? You know, because we're so trained. Whereas kids are just like, I'm having fun. I'm not focused on food. I'm I'm focused on just enjoying life. And we've just become so food focused. And I mean, I bet living in Maui, the like fresh fruit and all that is about to be the best. Hold on. It, well, one, it's delicious. Yes. Um, the best fresh fruit ever. But we were also laughing because we just became those hippie Maui people. <laughs> like the people we used to make fun of were like, those are granola people. We kind of yeah. became them, but that's okay. We don't mind it anymore. We're, yeah. We just accepted it. <laughs> the Beskies sent me, uh, some friends of mine came to Maui last year and they sent me their like PDF of everything you should oh, see yes. in Maui. Yeah. And my girlfriends yeah. went to the same sandwich place where you get a piece of pie. Almost oh my every, gosh, they, like, Laotas. Loved yes, I'm pretty they loved sure it was Laotas. <laughs> Yes, it's so good. The yeah, food so on, the, there are a couple gems on the island that yeah. I highly recommend. And yes. one of them is called Maui Pie. Yeah. Girl. So good. Girl. See, that's where I need to be held back. Like, I cannot go <laughs> I in there. The Holy Spirit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Lord, help me. Because <laughs> I want the whole pie. Yeah. I mean, the other thing you talk about so well in the book is it, when we're talking about our buys is the power of rest, too. Yes. So are y'all like Sabbath kind of people or how do you put rest in so, your, I mean, are y'all the disciplined oh as the best case? Oh my gosh. We, we've learned so much from them. Me so too. much. Uh, there was a season where we were really good at Sabbath, but I think it's funny how we pick and choose what commandments we want to listen to. Oh, you better say um, that. And, Let's and go. what we think is like necessary because we're supposed to be taking a Sabbath. Like yeah. we are told that we need this day of rest, yes. but we don't take that seriously. It's almost like we think like, oh God, that was sweet of you. That was funny that you said yeah. that. But like he says it for a reason. So what we, we try to honor that obviously like some of the seasons that we're in, it becomes difficult, especially when you're like traveling around all over the place or like yeah. Carlos literally is entering 40 shows this next, uh, like we leave next week and as a family, we're all going on tour, which is so exciting. That's really Um, fun. We're about to talk about that bus life. Oh yeah. We'll talk about that. (laughs) But like, how do you enter the Sabbath in in that season? So, so here's kind of where, where I stand with it. I believe like 
honor the Sabbath. And and I do believe that your body needs rest more yep. than anything. Your spirit needs rest. Yes. It needs to just be joined in with God and mm-hmm. focused in on God. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like when you're a parent of three and you have all sorts of stuff happening? It, it can be crazy. It yeah. can totally be crazy. Yeah. Um, God, had, we just came out of a big season of rest, I would think, at home. Even yeah. though we were you know, still doing stuff at home, he really gave us these like last few years at home to just stretch and grow yeah. and like really work on our family. And that now entering into this busier season, rest is going to look a little different. But I've really felt peace about it. Not like this, like, oh, God, we're not going to honor you in this season. But just really feeling like, hey, listen – I'm the one who put you in this season yeah. and I know you'll find times to honor me and connect with me and I will give you the rest that you need to get you wow. through this season. Wow. And and that's kind of how I look at it. I still do feel like we need to honor him as much as we can with that day of Sabbath. It's just going to look a little different in the season that we're yeah, in Yeah, right that's good because there are so many young moms who reach out to me or the Bethkeys or John Mark Comer or whoever yeah, and say like, yeah. how do I do this with little kids? And it's like, be grace-filled with yourself. Season, yes. it's season. And, and also, like, I know it looks so different for so many different people. Like, we actually have a couple friends who are Messianic Jews. Yeah. So... Like when they practice the Sabbath, they are like hardcore about the Sabbath. I mean, Sabbath, they don't touch right? a light switch. They don't, yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and there's even like different sectors in where like some will touch a light switch, yeah. but they like won't go spend money, you know? Right. Um, and it's been really cool kind of seeing how they practice their faith. It's just a very interesting, like fun thing. Yeah. Um, but for for us and what we also learned from the Beth Keys is like the Sabbath isn't supposed to be work, but if like you're having fun with your kids outside building a fort. That's not work. That's, yeah, that's a beautiful great. family moment. So like you can build a tree house on your Sabbath yes. with your kids and that's not work. Whereas like somebody else might be like, oh no, you're not allowed to build a tree house. Like that's work, right. you're building, whatever. But like, no, that's a beautiful moment with your family yeah. where you could literally honor God in that moment. You could be praying with them in that moment. Like yeah. I, I feel like, and that's where I've learned like Sabbath really, and that's where prayer is super important. Like pray to God what you think he wants your Sabbath to look like. Yeah. And how is it that you're supposed to be resting in him? Is it with family? Is it like actually, hi, baby. <laughs> My son is at the window like, hi, mom. <laughs> um, uh, is it is it just completely quiet? Is it with your, like, you know, just ask God what he wants your Sabbath to look like and he'll put it on your heart. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing to me. There's a place in, Na- I live in Nashville. There's a place in Nashville okay. called uh, Radnor Lake. And I can go there on a Tuesday to work out and then go there on a Saturday on my Sabbath. And I can do the exact same amount of steps. And my heart is in two your different heart's in places. a different place. Yes. yes. And, and I think that's what it, it, I think it's a couple things. Like I can say like, all right, God, I'm going to honor you on this Sabbath. But like, still be doing things that I know yes, are our hearts too know. busy. Yes. But but like but so so I really feel like there is that fine line. Like is a run killing your Sabbath? No, I don't think so. But like is busy, busy work where your mind is like all over the place and you can't actually honor God in what you're doing, then like I would say, yeah, that's probably not something you should be doing on your yeah, Sabbath. Yeah. So your heart your heart knows, but also God will lead you. Cause I always do say like our hearts can be deceitful. It could feel yes. fine. It can feel totally yes. fine. So that's why I always go back to prayer. 
Like yeah. just pray yeah. about it because Holy Spirit will lead you in that. Yeah. I think that's what one of the things people are going to love about this book is hearing how God has led both of y'all in very two <laughs> really different ways. I love when you talk about how y'all's speeds are different. Oh, yeah. He's just, you are slow and thoughtful and he is like... <laughs> right out the gate. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm built like him. I am, I move very fast. So when I date men who are, who think slower or operate like, slower. Oh, no. oh yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And the Lord's like, this is actually exactly is what, you, what need. you need. Oh my yes. gosh. Yes. So well, talk about that for a minute. We're both high energy. Like yes. we're both high energy. We just have like a lot of fun and, and the, we're, we're similar in that respect. But like, for instance, if we get into an argument, I want to think about how I want to respond. I want to think about like, okay, well, you know, for instance, he'll be like, well, why do you feel that way? And I don't want to just blurt out an answer. I want to go, okay, well, why do I feel that way? And he's like, like, no, 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 no. We're having this conversation right now. And I'm like, no, I need time to think about it because if I really want us to learn from this argument or grow from it, I need to know exactly what I mean by what I'm saying right now. And I, I'm, I'm a little unsure. So I just need to back up for a second and then revisit this. And I'm like, and I think it'll help you too. Like you could actually revisit like why you're reacting this way maybe. Um, but I think it's hard because we're so in instant gratification and everything. We want instant gratification with our food, um, with like things that we want, including arguments. We want like, okay, let's just finish this. Let's get this over with as opposed to like, all right, God, what are you teaching us in this moment? And that's actually how the book kind of came up. Like, we started writing this book like six or seven years ago. We knew we wanted to write a book. We just knew that it would be in God's timing. So yeah. we just we came up with this thing called What is the Point? And it was like, what's the point of arguing? What's the point of, of tithing? Like, what's the point of suffering? Like, all these kind of things. And we just started like filling in the gaps where we could based on just testimonies that we were experiencing in our lives. And we just knew we're like, we are going to write a book one day and it is going to be, what is the point? Yeah. And then it's funny, randomly, somebody contacted the Bethies. It was our yeah. editor, Jenny. Jenny, who I love. I love her Jenny's too. Jenny's the best. She's but so she contacted good. the Bethies out of nowhere. She's like, hey, do you know if they have like a book deal or if they would ever want to write a book? And the Bethies like, let me just put you yeah. in contact <laughs> with them and just see. And it was such a God thing because we didn't have to push for it at all. Like actually the way the whole book came about was a very... Like, that's not how the book world works. Like, right. usually you write a book, you pitch it, you're like, or you pitch your idea and you're shopping it around to different people. And it just totally happened like the backwards way. Yeah. But we really felt like it was God being like, all right, now is the time to like tell the story that I've given you in this, yeah. in this life. So. Hey friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Everly Well. When you know more, you can do more, right? Well, what if you could use science to discover more about your body? Find out what you need for your healthier tomorrow with Everly Well. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. With over 30 at-home lab tests, you'll be able to choose the test that makes the most sense for you to get the answers that you need, like the women's health test or a food sensitivity test. Everly Well also has 
has high-quality vitamins and supplements to support your overall health. Choose from a variety of options, including vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oil. Okay, so here's how it works. Everlywell ships products straight to you with everything you need in one package. To take your at-home lab test, you simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent straight to your phone or device in just days, y'all. And you can share the results with your primary care physician to help guide your next steps. If you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them to your daily routine right away. It is so simple. No wonder over a million people, including me, have trusted Everlywell to support their health and wellness goals. And you should too. My experience with Everlywell testing was super seamless and legit. I am fascinated by knowing more about how to take good care of myself. So I love what they do. And for our That Sounds Fun friends, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. That's everlywell.com slash that sounds fun for 20% off your next at-home lab test. Everlywell.com slash that sounds fun. And I've got one last amazing partner to tell you about. Listen for it. It's Shopify. You know what that means? That's the sound of a sale going through on Shopify, the all-in-one e-commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Did you know, listen, this stat, you guys, every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur like you or me makes their first sale on Shopify. That is so cool. Shopify gives all of us business owners and entrepreneurs the resources that used to only be available for big businesses. So upstarts and startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and stay up to date on all of the numbers. It is so fun to think about all the possibilities for scaling your business. When I got started, podcasting in 2014, the year of our Lord 2014, I had no idea what a journey it would take me on or how it could end up being part of a full-time job and helping lead two companies. I love how Shopify has been a part of that journey with us and how they have the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Just like they do for shopanniefdowns.com, Shopify powers millions of businesses from the first sale to full scale, and they can help you reach customers online and across social networks by staying on top of the ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps that you know none of us can keep up with. They'll keep up with it for you, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. You'll get insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. All that important information business owners really need, they've got. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. So the possibilities really are endless. So go to shopify.com slash sounds fun, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. So go to shopify.com slash sounds fun right now. Again, that's shopify.com slash sounds fun. And now back to finish up our conversation with Lex. I mean, maybe Jenny was like a huge Hallmark fan and saw y'all on the cruise ship <laughs> no. movie. No, or- <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what she watched? I ended up. I, I was like, you know what? I need to make an eating disorder video and just talk about it. <gasps> so right. I did like an hour long oh IGTV gosh. thing, or like forty five minutes IGTV yeah. thing, and I just started like I wrote down all the questions that I would have had at that time, and I was like, hey guys, this is what I wish somebody would have said to me. So I'm just going to go down this list and just start talking about what I experienced. And she saw that and she was like, I think they need to write a book. And that's how it all came about. And it's so funny. The thing that I was always so afraid to talk about literally ended up being the thing that like 
what like got to honor God that, that got to, that got us to this point where we could write a book. Like it's so funny how the enemy holds you back with these dark secrets, but really like the more and more you're able to talk about it and let it go, the more I was able to kind of like squash the enemy in the lies that like he kept telling me. Yeah, man, that's so good. Man, that's amazing. I love that. That's how Jenny found you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, right. That is just how the Lord does it. Isn't it? it was that's awesome. So sweet. It was really. I awesome. love your thoughts on the learning too, because I was just having a conversation recently with my like internet with Instagram about yeah. allowing people to learn at the speed of learning, not at the speed of the internet. Right. Yes, like, like we so have true. to let people learn and grow and change. And the yes. internet has taught us like, I mean, you, you write about this, about social media, about apologizing and, and being honest on social media, but also allowing people to grow and change at a yeah. rate that is real life, that is not microwave. Right. And I think it's hard because look at the life that we live in now, like you say one thing a little wrong and like you get canceled and all this stuff. But, but I also, I feel like that's nothing new. If you really look back at it and it makes, it it does kind of break my heart a little bit. Like we actually saw that a lot in like old school churches where it just became a little too religious where, um, and I love, I like, I love church. I really, really do. But I know like old church, if you did something wrong or if like, the, if the teenager got pregnant, instead of them like ministering to the teenager, they'd like kick her out of church. That's right. And I'm just like, that is the total opposite. Like Jesus you're right. We've been doing this forever. Her haven't table. we? Like, yes. yes, yes. And it's hard because we want to just blame like cancel culture is the worst. And it's like, well, the church has kind of been doing it for, for a while. Yeah. But, but what I'm hoping is that this is a really amazing time for all of us to be learning from one another yeah. and going like, you know what? We did miss the mark back in the day, but yeah. we're not going to miss it anymore. And that's yes. where you have to give people the opportunity to grow. It's so unfair. If all of us were just completely canceled or never got a second opportunity to make it better, then what is even the point yeah. of telling somebody they've done something wrong? Like if you're not going to give them the opportunity to fix it, yeah. then you might as well shut up about it. Like, yeah, yeah like, right. I really do feel like, The biggest example is Paul. Look at Paul. He was killing Christians. And then God turned him around and he ended up being like the greatest asset that we have biblically to understand Christ and like love for Christ. Yes. It is a wild day amongst all this, but that, that's what excites me for people to read y'all's book is there's so many people who will know you from Spy Kids or know you from Hallmark or from <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. I mean, all the things, but they're going to get to learn and grow in a different way. I mean, what's your, so when your book comes out tomorrow, tell me what it feels like to think about like people who don't know Jesus picking it up. Oh, well, I'm excited because we talk about a lot of relational stuff. Yes. And I feel like um, for the people who write, write us on our social media, even though they know we're Christian, they, and they don't necessarily believe in what we believe. I get a lot of relational questions. So like, I actually, you know, I don't believe what you believe, but I love the way that you like talk oh, about God. I love the way I that you talk that. about relationships. So if you could give me relationship advice, and I really do feel like whether you're Christian or not, this book is loaded with relationship advice. And I'm not just talking about like relationship when it comes to husband and wife or boyfriend yeah, and girlfriend. Like yeah. we talk a lot about like our relationships with our families, with our friends. And I would say that was probably the hardest part about writing this book is, really? you know, we both came, yeah. Cause we both came from not the easiest family situations, but we still, 
we wanted to be honest, but we also wanted to honor our family at the same time. And, and that can be really, really hard. Like it's a very vulnerable thing that we've never talked about before. Like we talk about our yeah. marriage all the time. Yeah. We've never talked about home life being difficult or our upbringings really at all. Oh my gosh. You um, really talk about your childhood. And, and like, and that's the thing it was, it was like finding a fine line and balance of like, I don't want to hurt anybody. Um, so how do I talk about this in a way of like things that I've learned? So I think there was just so much vulnerability there and actually a lot of fear that, that I had to kind of get over and really pray through of like, this is, this is okay. Like we're handling it in a way that is still honoring and still loving, but like we're able to talk about this stuff because I want to help other people and I want to be honest with people. So, so yeah, I would say relationships are something that people are going to learn a lot about regardless if you're a Christian or not. Yes. And I mean, what a gateway, uh, for lack of a better word, what a gateway drug for people toward Jesus <laughs> is they want to talk about dating and marriage and I relationship. Mean, listen, that's the I goal, love it. right? <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Will you talk a little bit about y'all going on tour? Because your husband yes. is in a boy band that everybody loves. My husband's loves. a boy bander. <laughs> <laughs> he, we, we crack up all the time because our friend, so for the last like, what, six years, eight years or whatever, we've been on Maui for the last six years, yeah. almost six years. And everybody there knows him as just a dad. Our kids, yeah. like he's just dad. They've never seen him do anything like this before because they put pause, they put the band on pause for a minute yeah. and, and are just now coming back. So we're having some of our friends come on tour and like see the show. So for instance, our friends who are uh, Messianic Jews, yeah. they're going to come see Carlos on tour. And I'm just <laughs> dying because I'm like, they have never, they just know Carlos is like the guy who like mows yes. the lawn and yes. is like the dad in the front yard. Not this like shake your booty on stage guy. <laughs> so, so I'm like, you guys just wait. Um, but the coolest thing happened, which I was so excited about, Again, our kids just know dad is dad. Yeah. And he was in rehearsal with all the big time Rush boys. Now, yeah. at this point, I had been like showing them a lot of the TV show and they yeah. really love the TV show. They yeah. thought it was hilarious. But I, I took them to one of their rehearsals and Carlos is like full out doing all these dance moves, singing in the mic, everything. And Ocean is just watching him like <laughs> in awe. His like oh. jaws on the floor <laughs> and he's just like, his eyes are wide. And then in the middle of like when Carlos stops singing and there's like a mini like little break in yeah. the song, Ocean runs over to him and hugs him. And he goes, oh my I'm gosh. so proud of you, daddy. And we've never, Ocean is a very kind of stoic child. Yeah. He's not a very like emotional child the way Kingston is. Yeah. So you don't get those kind of reactions yes. out of him. And that moment, like I will never forget that moment. It was like this bonding moment for the two of them where he got to see his dad, like in a weird way, like a hero. Yes. Because <laughs> he just thought his dad was so cool. Yes. But that was just rehearsal. They've never actually seen a performance. So I can't wait for our kids to see daddy on tour. Um, and I need you to know, I just looked at the schedule and y'all will be in Franklin, Tennessee on July 14th. Do so, you want to so, come to a show? Uh, I'm going to buy tickets today. You don't have I to buy tickets. Lex, I, will I will bring you. A, no, no, no. We will Listen. talk about this, but yes, okay, we're going to talk about this, but I'm going to give you our info and you are going to come see the show. It, it will is be so, so fun. fun. Oh, I it cannot so wait. Special. And July so is special. my month off. I get to rest for the <gasps> month. We have oh, like a, yes. a Sabbath for our whole staff. Yeah, that and is so, your sabbatical. <laughs> all I get to do is things that are fun. So let's go yeah, see well, Big Time Rush. going to a Big Time Rush concert. That's how I cannot wait. wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. So good. So um, good. Uh, can I give you my one piece of advice about releasing a book tomorrow? Because I've done Please, a couple of times. Book. We don't know anything about releasing books. You need to celebrate 
tonight on the Monday night before the book comes out because okay. you have done everything God asked you to do. So tonight, the Monday night is the last night that it is just yours. Tomorrow, it becomes all of ours. And Christine Kane always says, God puts books in hands, not us. And so you've done everything. So tonight is the night you celebrate your obedience and you eat big and you live. I mean, and then tomorrow, great, it's gone. You've done it and you've done the work and (laughs) we trust God with it. So yes, so celebrate tonight because you you did a really hard thing. So many people say, I'm going to write a book and then they don't do it. And I want them to. And so y'all did it. So you need to celebrate Thank tonight. you. Thank you. And then we'll I celebrate really again when lot. we're yes. singing every word of Big Time Rush in Franklin, in, Tennessee. In <laughs> 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 it's yeah, very so close. Good. Same difference. Oh, okay. Oh is God. there anything we didn't talk about that you want to make sure we cover? I don't think so. I mean, heck, we even talked about the holiness of sex and marriage. Like, I think we nailed, nailed it. We nailed it. it. <laughs> Absolutely nailed it. It's excellent. Okay. Well, the last question we always ask. Because okay. the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Honestly, all we've been thinking about is dancing on stage with daddy. Yes. Like that has been the biggest thing. And for us, we really took a lot of time off of work and a lot of time to just yeah. kind of take it easy in Hawaii that the season that we're in, to others, it might sound crazy. To us, it is so fun. Yeah. And I just love that God has been preparing our hearts for this season yeah. and just preparing, like he gave us a ton of rest so that now we can go into the season and just have fun. Yeah, that's it. We talk a lot about how you don't rest from, you rest for. Like yes, we don't, and that's it's literally not just what, recovering. What happening. It's, yep. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yep. Lex, thanks for doing this. I can't Thank wait for people so to read the book. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited and best. terrified, okay. but mostly excited. <laughs> Be excited. It's a very good book. I read every bit of it and I loved Thank it. You. So I think Thank people you. are going to love it. And I'll see you on um, July 14th. <laughs> yeah, yes, literally. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. Okay, you guys, do you love her or what? I mean, so honest and so open, so willing to share. I mean, my gracious, these are the people that like make us better at being humans because they tell us the truth of the hardest parts. I'm just really, really grateful. Also, if you're in Nashville, July 14th, where are we going to be? We are going to be at the Big Time Rush concert (laughs) for sure. So y'all go ahead and get your copy of What If Love Is The Point. I really loved reading it. I think you will too. Be sure you're following Lex on social media so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. And do me a favor, if you love this episode, be sure to share it with someone who you think would enjoy it. You know, like a fan of Dancing with the Stars or Hallmark or Spy Kids. (laughs) And you can rate and review the show wherever you're listening. That helps us reach more new friends and it just means the world to us. So thanks for supporting us. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. And I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me? Well, listen, I've got to start learning all those dance moves and songs for Big Time Rush because I got a concert to go to. So that's what I'm starting at. That's what sounds fun to me. Y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with a really fun guest who I cannot wait for you to hear. But before that, I may just pop in your feed tomorrow with some other fun news to kick off Christmas in July. Oh, I love surprises. Okay, we'll see y'all, I don't know, tomorrow.